Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Shmuel Aleph, Perek Tet Zion, Chapter 16. Yesterday we studied one of the most dramatic chapters in Shmuel Aleph, where God turns around to Shmuel and he says, Ki devar Hashem, because you despised, rejected the word of God, God has rejected you for being king over Israel. And as Shmuel tries to go and Shaul grabs his, um, his, his robe, it tears, and Shmuel says, Kara Hashem Israel God has torn the kingdom of Israel from you, and given it to a person better than you. So from God's perspective, Shaul is removed from the monarchy. How does Shmuel feel all about this? Well, quite clearly, he's not at all happy, because our chapter begins with God saying to Shmuel, Ad matai el Shaul. How long are you going to be mourning for Shaul when I have despised him from from ruling over Israel? And indeed, in the, the last verse of the previous parak, it says that Shmuel never saw Shaul again till the day of his death because Shmuel mourned for Shaul. Shmuel, whose very name seems to have the word Shaul uh, inside it, if you recall, when we saw chapter 1, Shmuel was called Shmuel ki me Hashem she'iltiv v'gam anochi hishiltiu l'Hashem kol ha'amim asher hu haya Shaul l'Hashem Shmuel and Shaul are inextricably connected. In fact, when God expressed his displeasure in chapter 15 about Shaul's actions, we read there that um, Shmuel v'yizak el Hashem kol ha'layla Shmuel. Shmuel was so upset about this, he cried out to God. We might look at Shmuel as sort of Shaul's nemesis, but that is far from the truth. There was a really intimate connection between them, and Shmuel was, was crushed, we might say, really crushed. Shaul had barely started his rule, and already God is, is, is ruling him out. So I think the first thing we want to say about our chapter is that Shmuel is in distress, and God has to sort of force him out of out of his despondency, and He sends him Malekarnechashemen, fill the horn with oil, and I'm sending you to Beit Lechem El Yishai Beit because I've seen one of his sons as king. And of course, here we see that Yishai has several kings, and David is the youngest and the 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 most unlikely of all of them. And when Shmuel sees Eliav, the oldest, he says, Oh, here's a king. What is these famous lines which we sort of have to quote? God says, Don't look at his appearance. Don't look at his, his height, how tall he is. I don't like all that external appearance. If you recall, more than once we've heard that Shaul was He was really, really tall. He says, God says to Shmuel, I don't need a tall guy. Because it is not as humans see. Human beings look with the eyes. 
Bashem Yir'eh Levav, that God looks to the heart. And now Shmuel passes all of his seven sons before Shmuel, and God says to Shmuel, none of these. And in the end he says, well, that's the youngest one. Hakatan Batson, he's the shepherd. And Shmuel says, call him. And he is Admoni Imifeinaim Betovroi. And here there seems to be a paradox because he says, man sees with his eyes, but God sees the heart, but he's got Yifeinaim, he's got beautiful eyes. And he says, don't look at the way he looks. Vitovroi, he looks good, whichever way. I'm not quite sure what to do with that paradox, but God says to anoint David. And this is David's first anointing, just like Shaul had, was anointed in private and only later came out into the public eye. Similarly, Shmuel's anointing of David takes place just in an intimate family gathering. I would imagine they keep it as a secret. And here we get to the last topic that I'd like to talk about today, which is the line which says, Hashem el David that the Spirit of God rested on David from that day onward. And this is a sense of the Ruach Hashem. The, in the very next verse, verse 14, the Ruach Hashem Saramim Shaul, Hashem. And now the Spirit of God removes it for itself from Shaul, and he is afflicted with Ruach Ra'ah, with an evil spirit, with a bad spirit from God. And the only way that he can alleviate this Ruach Elohim Ra'ah is having music. Music is what is going to somehow um, ameliorate this, this negative spirit, this Ruach Elohim Ra'ah. What is this Ruach Ra'ah? What is this Ruach Hashem? Well, I think we quoted in a previous class, but I'll, I'll remind you, the Moronavuchim. And the Ramam in the Moronavuchim says that the Ruach Hashem uh, the, the Ruach Hashem is in fact a spirit of leadership. Uh, he lists a whole bunch of levels of prophecy, of course the highest level of prophecy being Moshe, but the lowest prophecy is the Ruach Hashem, and it leads somebody to do, to have courage, to have a sense of, of leadership, to have a sense of mission. He says that's the spirit which animated all of the Shoftim, all of the judges, when they engaged in heroic acts and saved their people. That was the spirit that animated Moshe Rabbeinu, when as a young man he decided to kill the Egyptian, to beat the Egyptian who was who was abusing the Jew. And he says, and that is indeed uh, that which came upon Shaul and later came upon David. I always wonder, what exactly is, that's Ruach Hashem, what exactly is Ruach Ra'ah? And here I'll give you two possibilities. One possibility is that Ruach Ra'ah is indeed something negative. Uh, even a sense of paranoia, a sense of fear, a sense of darkness, maybe depression. The Mishnah in Shabbat, for example, says, that if somebody needs to extinguish a lamp because he's afraid of aggressive uh, Gentiles or because of uh, violent thieves, or if a person needs the light off because of their ill state of mental health, ruach ra'ah, um, then patur. In other words, sometimes you can have a state of depression or mental illness which needs darkness. And in that state, you can certainly turn off the light on Shabbat because the person needs it. 
So is Shaul afflicted with some sense of mental illness from this point? I sometimes wondered, because we almost see David immediately getting the Ruach Hashem, and then Shaul getting this Ruach Ra'ah, this evil spirit. And I've often wondered whether it is actually the absence, the absence of leadership, the absence of that leadership spirit. I remember once hearing a story about Ben-Gurion, that Ben-Gurion had been Prime Minister of Israel for over 10 years, and then he was voted out of office, and he went, uh, he couldn't stand being in Tel Aviv. He couldn't stand being around um, society, and he sort of receded back to stable care because it was too much. It was too much to be, how should I say it, in the action without the action. The absence of, imagine you've been, you've had this Ruach Hashem, You've known how to make the right decisions, the right national decisions. You've been able to lead. You've felt a sense of confidence. You're in your stride. And suddenly you wake up every morning, you just feel emptiness. You feel hesitation. That's got to be really painful. You wake up in the morning not knowing what to do, not knowing how to make decisions. That extra spirit which God was giving you is just, you know, now you have this sort of emptiness, this vacancy, this vacuum. That's enough to give somebody Ruach Ra'ah. What I'm suggesting is that the Ruach Elohim Ra'ah is in fact an absence of the Ruach Hashem. And here's the irony, of course, which is that they decide that somebody should, you know, be able to play music for him. And one of the people suggests, verse 18, again. I know, the youngest son of Yishai, he knows how to play, you know, the harp very well, the Gibor Chayil, the Ishmael Chama, the Novotan Dobar, he's good looking and God is with him see people around were already sensing that he had that Ruach Hashem and indeed they bring David uh, they bring David away from the flocks and he stands before Shaul Shaul has an immediate attraction to him he loves him we'll soon find that Everybody around David loves David. And in the end, he, he asked that David be a permanent fixture in his court. When Shaul feels the evil spirit, David would play the harp. And it would be good for him. All I can say is that if you're a person with an absence of Ruach Hashem, and then suddenly... You hang out. You are constantly accompanied by a person who does have Ruach Hashem. Even if at the beginning, the music is going to alleviate Saul's fears and worries. Very soon, Shaul's almost going to be able to smell that Ruach Hashem on David. And what once became a source of healing is going to be a source of agitation very, very soon. We'll leave it there. See you tomorrow. Can't go on without you Can't go on without you Can't go on without you